and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast, the fastest rising podcast on this side of the Atlantic. I'm here for a very special... <laughs> I've copied um, Shane saying, if anyone who um, is watching not on YouTube uh, will see Shane's face has completely just dropped then, because I just completely stole your um, your opening line. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here with Shane Harris, our resident Baltimore Ravens fan, who you may know from our previous episodes involving when the Dolphins beat the Ravens in the uh, right. week three, week four, and then you came on for the season preview as well. So first of all, Shane, how have you been? Andy, let me just get it out the way. Absolute pleasure to have to, to be back on. Um, I wish we could be speaking in different circumstances, but unfortunately it is what it is. <laughs> yes, but I'm all, I'm all good, all good. Just um, I hate this break before the season starts, you know. I would say there's not much going on, but we both know that's not true. Yeah, certainly. Certainly, I'd say the last three or four years, really, has turned almost like the NBA, where it is, you know, all these massive players are moving. Whereas I remember my first few years watching the NFL, free agency came and it was often, you get maybe one big player moving, but, you know, you're seeing all the big players moving all the time. And I think that's really cool, but I think also for fans who are involved, who are fans, people who are fans of the teams that have got play, big players leaving, it's not as nice. But of course, we are here for one reason and one reason only, the news that came out yesterday that Lamar Jackson himself tweeted the news that he has requested a trade. I'm going to read you out exactly what his tweet was from his, his account. It says, a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organisation for which the Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Uh, and everyone that has met me or been around me will know that I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win a Super Bowl. You are all great, but I had to make the business decision that was best for my family. And I know, and no matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. I mean, we'll certainly see him again, especially if he goes to the AFC. I mean, your thoughts, Shane, I mean, on, on the whole thing, because you... Obviously, I know, I think you said to me, you've got a Lamar Jackson jersey or maybe you wore one on Twitter or something. So you obviously, you know, you're a fan of the player and he's what, MVP in 2019 season. You know, you've won, I think, two playoff games, not just one. But what's your views been on the whole situation and what was your reaction when, when that news came out yesterday? Firstly, I can't say I didn't see it come in because they've been sort of struggling to get on the same page for a while. Um, it's never nice when your best, when you're arguably your best player, your face of the franchise, decides he wants to play somewhere else. But if you noticed in his tweet, everything was about him, what he wanted, my value, and things like that. And this all started, it may have started many moons ago, but only recently has it started with the, with the Aaron Rodgers deal in Green Bay and also the Deshaun Watson deal as well in Cleveland, where they basically the franchises are backing up the Brinks track with money and saying, right, have what you want. And Lamar's like, yeah, I want that. And the Ravens are like, no. At the end of the day, 2019 MVP, absolutely electric player on his day, could easily be the face of this league. But he can't stay fit. He cannot stay fit. And I personally, whenever he gets the ball in his hands, I'm almost a bit um, sort of nervous as to what he's going to do next. 
because I I don't rate him highly as a passer. He's not in the same league as like sort of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You know, so like, and the fact that he's holding the organization hostage, you know, which, which I think he is. But one thing he did do, which I noticed and I thought was fair by on his part, he asked for a trade on March the second. That was a week and a half before free agency started, so they had plenty of time to sort that issue out and then get somebody in new then when free agency started. He didn't just spring this upon them, you know? Yeah, and I think you look at like all the all the callbacks that have moved since that March second date, you look at Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Aaron Rodgers, you know, um a lot of these a lot of callbacks have been a lot of callback movement this offseason. And I think that now the Ravens, because they haven't dealt with this straight away, if he is to leave, who are they going to get in? Because all the Big, apart from Aaron Rodgers, who we know is going to Jets, he put it out there on his on Pat McAfee. But who's that? Who can they get? I mean, are they going to get two first off a team that wants a quarterback like the Raiders or Colts and go for a, you know a quarterback in the draft, or are they going to just have a year where they maybe tank and go for a quarterback next year? What what do you think is going to happen in terms of if he is to leave? What do you think the Ravens are going to are going to do got a quarterback? Where do you think they're going to go, and what player would you think they might go for? Firstly. I don't think he's going anywhere this season because any team that wants to talk to him is going to have to pony up two first-round draft picks and a truckload of money to sign him. And I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And John Harbaugh was saying yesterday that he loves him and how much the organisation think of him and he's going to be a Raven next year. I think he will be as well, whether he's on the bench behind Tyler Huntley or whether he's starting. And again, um, he dropped the news yesterday during the coaches' breakfast. So basically, John Harbaugh was there, you know, being interviewed about other different things. And literally, the second he sat down, Lamar, you know, released that tweet. So, yeah, he was a little ambushed. I thought that was a little dirty, to be fair. Yeah. And the fact that Lamar is, is, is representing himself, he doesn't have any experience in how to handle these situations, you know? So he's doing it all himself. So there's that, maybe an agent would have said to him, look, don't send that. We'll handle it. You know, but yeah, as for regarding who we're going to get in, I I personally think we should sit Lamar next year, get Tyler Huntley in the centre, and as you said, tank or see how it goes. And when he can see that his team is struggling because of his behaviour, maybe he'll change his mind. And let's be perfectly honest, right? He says, um, oh, what's best for me and my family? I hardly think they're going to be offering him peanuts for a new contract. No, this is my my biggest gripe is that all these people go about they want more best their family and they're turning down twenty million pound a year. But if you told me you, I could have twenty, fifty, even fifteen million pound a year, I would take that. Even two million a year, I that that's enough for a family. I don't. I think there's definitely element of greed with all sports, but not just NFL players. And I think that I do I do agree that the Sean Watson deal has completely ruined the market because there's no way you give Daniel Jones, Gina Smith, the amount of money you've given them for just one good season, you know. So it's um there's definitely element agreed, and I think that it is the case where they've seen the Sean Watson get paid as much and he didn't exactly light up the room and he got all this guaranteed money for basically being a not as a being not very nice person. And I think mm-hmm. that they're now seeing that as a benchmark. I think, well, if he's getting paid that, I want that. But the Ravens I think quite rightly are standing their ground and they're not doing it. And I think that you're wearing a Joe Flacco top and the Ravens have proved that they've won two bowls with limited quarterbacks. Um, Colin Carroll made this great point. We had Trent Dilfer, you had Joe Flacco who won two bowls in the Brady Manning era. So it's not as if they've had bad quarterbacks and it's affected them. Obviously they could have won more if they had a likes of Mahomes, but they've been a team 
throughout certainly my lifetime and certainly before that, where defence has been their main thing. And that's what won in games. And I think that the Ravens have, have won without him and they're going to win without him again if he, if he does leave. So I think that the Ravens, for me, I think also not only are they doing the right thing for their organisation, I think they're also doing the right thing for the future because they're not, if this works, they don't pay them money and you get to move and all that. They've proved to the rest of the teams, the whole league and players that you can't just bully your way and get yeah. your way and get the money. And they're going to show teams that you can actually pay the right money and not overpay and you can stand your ground. I think that can be almost a good benchmark to get it right back to basics and show players that, look, the team, you may have some power, but the teams ought to be able to still have the power. And if we don't want to pay that much money, especially with your injury record, then I think that yeah. that's a great example. So I think that you know, does leave on the question now is if, if he is to leave, um, where do you think the best fit is for him? I mean, personally, I think the best fit is Atlanta, but I do think the okay. best team to go to for him is the Patriots. But I don't know what your thought is on on the situation. Where would you think that he'd be best suited if he was to leave? Let's not get it. Let's not get it wrong, right? He's a superstar. Well, on his day, he's as good as anybody in that league for scoring points and making plays. So I think he could bring a franchise up. He could go to the Colts. You know, or like you said, he could go to the Falcons, which I think I think that would make he'd be Michael Vick 2.0 then, wouldn't he, in Atlanta? He'd be loved. And the fact that they've got a young receiving core as well, with the likes of Drake London and Kyle Pitts, you know, he'd, I think he'd do well in Atlanta. But as I said, he's basically priced himself out of a move of going anywhere. And regarding the quarterback of uh, for us, if he does go anywhere, I wouldn't mind bringing back Joe Cool for another year, you know. Oh, no, jump on the nostalgia train, you know. <laughs> oh God, I mean, I think if you brought him back, that is the ultimate sign of tanking. I think Joe Flacco <laughs> never great in the first place, let alone however old he is now. So, it's, um, yeah, I, I think that it's um, certainly worrying time for Ravens fans if he is to leave because, or even just sit out the year because you've got one of the best teams in the whole league, a team I think right now, time of time of recording, could make Super Bowl in your division in the Bengals. You know, you've got the Browns who can have the Sean Watson. They really would hope um, but improve this year and the refs be shaken off. And of course the Steelers, another year with Kenny Pickett. They got Mike Tomlin, of course, never lost, had a losing season. Um, and they got a great defence, which, you know, missed TJ Watt if he's back next year. So that's a tough division. Um, could you read, could, I think now you could realistically say that this team could finish bottom of the AC North next year if if the Mar was to not play the whole next year. I don't like that. I don't like no. that. But you saying that we could potentially finish bottom. Um yeah, but it's not out of the question. No. What might what might be interesting is we could potentially, because I can see Carolina are building something. Mm. They've got the first round pick. They've they've put um they've nabbed a couple of trades and free agents over the last few weeks and they're building something. I wouldn't mind trading LJ for the first round pick and seeing if we can get a quarterback from that. And then they'll have a superstar and we'll have a potential superstar. Yeah, I think that's actually a great shout because the Panthers, whilst even though he got the injury problems, he is a proven NFL player. You know that if he is on the field, he will perform well. And I think that whilst these quarterbacks in college, like CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, for example, Anthony Richardson, are great prospects, that will Levis as well. 
it's not a guarantee. I mean, you just don't know. That's the beauty of the draft in a way that you just don't know how a player will translate to pros. And I think that if you've got a guy, who, I think he's 26, so he's not exactly like a Aaron Rodgers, 39, 38, or even early 30s. This guy is in his mid-20s. He's still, you know, not even got to his prime yet. And, he, you know, I think I do think his passing is underrated, but I think it could definitely do some work. So I think that if you've got a guy there who's got potential, but, you know, he's a great NFL player, I think that that's actually a good chance. I think the Panthers would take that in a heartbeat. And I think the Ravens would actually prefer a more pocket passer like they had with Trent Dilfer, like with Joe Flacco, all the rest yeah. of them. So I think that if they go for I think someone like someone like CJ Stroud is the best, probably the best example of a pocket passer among those four that everyone's talking about. Maybe five if you include Herndon Hooker. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you could easily see that. And I think, you know, I would look at the Seattle Seahawks as well, a team that, you know, they love a run first offense. Atlanta's the same thing as well. So I think Picao, I think they're now going to go the route that they're going to probably get Anthony Richardson and they're going to have Geno Smith ahead of them for three years. But I think they could easily be a team that also does this and maybe trades away Geno Smith. But that's unlikely because of the money they just gave him. So I think for me, yeah, Washington are a shout because, you know, they got Sam Howell, but do they really believe in Sam Howell? And it's just on the road for him as well, isn't it? You haven't even got to move house. Hmm. Say that again, sorry. I, I think the line was... Yeah, and uh, Washington's just down the road from Baltimore. He, he doesn't mm. have to move house, does he, you know? No, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, he, he can just sit where he is. Um, And yeah, I think Washington's a good fit because whilst Atlanta, they have got... You know, I think both Washington and Atlanta have got sort of callbacks from last year's draft that aren't exactly proven yet. I think yeah. that they, they would both happily, you know, do that. And I think the Patriots as well. I think you could easily see a situation where, you know, Mac Jones for Lamar Jackson was maybe a draft pick as well. The Patriots go in for him. I think Lamar Jackson would love to go there. But I personally would absolutely hate that because not only have we got Aaron Rodgers coming to our division now and Josh Allen as well, to have Lamar Jackson as well would, would be awful. I think the Patriots had so many years where they've been our biggest rivals team that always wins a division. And it's finally a year where they're, nowhere near being a contender for the division. And I think that it's it would be so annoying to have the Jets and Patriots both improve with these quarterbacks. But I think Belichick would have to rewrite I think Belichick would have to rewrite the playbook if he had like a, like a um mobile quarterback, you know? Yeah, of course we saw with Cam Newton but albeit Cam Newton was well over the hill, I think that we saw him have some success in the first few weeks and then since COVID got hit, he wasn't the same. And I I don't know whether Belichick at his age would um, want to change his playbook, whereas he's probably only got, I reckon, two or three years left. And I think that yeah. he wants to try and win now. But if you want to win now, you go for Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, I don't know. But um, if Lamar Jackson was to stay in Baltimore, final question for you, Shane, before we do end this recording, is that the biggest thing has been about him that not really much receiving help apart from Mark Andrews. So, if he is to stay, and if he was to, if he were to pay the money, or if he was to sort of go down in his requests, how? Because that's been the biggest takeaway from the last two years. How do you improve that? Obviously, you've got a first round pick. Um, do you just go out and get a receiver, or how do you guys? How are you guys going to address what is your biggest need, which is the lack of receiver help for Lamar Jackson? Well, we brought in Nelson Aguilar. Um, I wasn't very uh, over- overwhelmed with that, <laughs> shall we say. That's a little tiny bit of help. Um, yeah, we're going to have to go for a uh, wide receiver in the in, in the draft. I think like, the likes of Zay Flowers or um, Jackson Nijigba as well. Mm-hmm. There's two um, first-rounders that are going to go in the first round. If they even fall in our laps, hopefully they will. But as I said, I think with this uh, Lamar Jackson situation, the fans feel a little bit <sighs> betrayed, mm-hmm. I think. 
with the fact that, as I said, he is the face of the franchise. You think of the Baltimore Ravens now, you think of Lamar Jackson. He was the one that was on the cover of Madden in 2019, you know, so he's the face of the franchise. And the fact that he he's not, he can't bring himself to sort of get on the same page as the Ravens and say, right, offer me while you can and I'll stay. That's why people like Tom Brady are so great. They are team-friendly deals. Mm-hmm. They wanted to stay. They won Super Bowls. They were, again, they were brilliant for their teams, for the Pats and for the Bucks because they had team-friendly deals. But we do need to get wide receiving help, obviously. And I don't think, I think OBJ is left. Um, but then his best days are behind him. But like I said, I, I can't see, he'll stay because nobody will pay him. But then, as I said, I don't particularly want him to stay in all honesty. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think another wide receiver I personally have loved watching tape on in the last few weeks is um, Jordan Addison. Uh, yes. I think he's a great prospect. I think he's my favourite out of the receiver. I think that, I don't know whether they'll take him as a first receiver, whether it will be um, Jackson Smith, Najibo, or anyone else, Zay Flowers. But I think that, um, I think B. John Robertson is the biggest, I think the biggest talent from this draft. I think in terms of wide receivers, whilst it's not a great class this year, I think those three particularly stand out as... Um, wide receivers but that that is of course all to come and we will hear from Shane again come nearer towards the season starting when we will do a Baltimore even season preview again as we go through all of the 32 teams hopefully again and preview that season so yeah for the shorter episode of normal thank you Shane for coming on first of all Andy, no, no worries anytime. Before we go, I've got to plug my own podcast, yeah. the Third and Long podcast, on Facebook Live at eight thirty on a Thursday. You can find us. We're also available on YouTube as well. I'm sure Andy will put the link in the uh, <laughs> in the appropriate section. Oh yes, now put that on our socials as well. So do check that out. Um, and yeah, look forward to um, seeing more of your content coming up in the future for what is the second um, highest rising podcast across the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong there, but you're not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, been a pleasure having you. This has been the Across the Pods podcast. I've been Andy. This has been Shane. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers, guys. Bye.